As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to the latest Post-game edition of Head of the Pack. I'm Matt Schneidman here with Bill Huber. The Packers just wrapped up another 13-3 regular season with a 35-16 win against the Bears. And Bill, we can talk about the game a little bit, but I want to go big picture first. I know you wrote about it tonight. I'll be writing about it later in the week. In a year when home field advantage isn't what normal home field advantage is because um, of limited or no fans, I would say the only true home field advantage is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Would you agree? And, and how important was it that the Packers secured that tonight? Yeah, I think it's huge. I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but if New Orleans is the second best team, and maybe maybe they're maybe they are, maybe they're not, but if New Orleans is the second best team, where do you want to face Drew Brees? Do you want him in the Superdome and the comfy confines of, of an indoor stadium, or do you want him in the freezing cold? Freezing um, cold. Russell Wilson is 0-4 in his career in Green Bay. Um, I know Tom Brady's got a lot of experience, but it's still a warm weather team. The Rams are a warm weather team. Um, I, I think I think it's a really big deal, and then you, you get the chance to get rested up beyond those things. Look, there's a there's a reason why no Super Bowl team has played on Wild Card Weekend since the 2012 Ravens. Um, it's not just because there's yelling fans; it's because of everything else. Yeah, and I wrote about this tonight. I think Rodgers secured the MVP if he didn't already have it secured entering this week. You know, he's the reason, the main reason, I should say, they did secure this number one seed. We've heard him talk about uh, how important it is to him to play that NFC championship game at at home for the first time. Granted, they still have to win to get there, but is there any doubt in your mind that that he's the MVP of the National Football League? No, there's zero. I mean, and look, I mean, who, who has doubted it uh, among among Packer fans, at least, um, Mahomes is fantastic. But a he's the he's a defending Super Bowl champion, so his team is already really good. In his numbers, other than in passing yards, Rodgers hasn't beaten everything. I, I I have no idea how anybody in their right mind could vote for anybody besides Rodgers. Rodgers, he's been look, he set a record tonight. He's been over a hundred passer rating in fourteen out of sixteen games. Talk about consistency, man! It's incredible. Yeah, you know. Tonight he surpassed. He was second in league in completion percentage. Surpassed Drew Brees for first. 
Led the league with 48 touchdown passes, most he's ever thrown in his career. Fewest interceptions in the league with five. Um, he didn't have as many passing yards as Patrick Mahomes, but he threw 61 or 62 fewer passes, I believe. And even the advanced analytics, uh, EPA, you know, offensive efficiency, probably even DVOA, whatever you want to throw out there. Um, <laughs> Rodgers was, was better than Mahomes and, and t- tops in the league, you know, in most of those. So, uh, at least from my, my brief skim of those today. So it, I think is undoubtedly Rodgers MVP to lose as I watch two teams that are ch- literally trying to lose a football game here in the Washington football team in the Philadelphia Eagles. Good Lord. Um, so yeah, Rogers MVP. You're a glutton for punishment, Matt. S- seriously, glutton. it's unbelievable. But <clears throat> going back to what you said um, about the quarterbacks who'd come in here, so let's let's go through it. So the Packers can't play the Seahawks or the Saints in the divisional round because I know I asked this question on last week's podcast, but I found out the answer. Um, they will play the lowest seed remaining. Well, it's not just a bracket; it will be reseeded. So they can't play the two seed or the three seed which is the Saints is the, are the two, the Seahawks are the three. So they will either play Washington or the Giants. One of those teams will have the four seed based on what happens in this game uh, that is still going on as we're filming. Washington has a 17-14 lead with 9.34 left. Or they will play the Bears. If they beat the Saints, the Bears come to Lambeau in two weeks. Uh, or the Rams or the Buccaneers. So I know we've said this before, but... If there's one quarterback I don't want to see if I'm the Packers in Lambeau in January, it's Tom Brady because he's used to the cold. But Jared Goff, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, it, they don't really scare me if I'm Mike Pettin. Wilson does to yeah, some extent uh, yeah, because I mean, he's, I mean, with Metcalf and, and Lockett, um, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a group there. And, and, and Carson's a good running back. So I think just uh, the number of weapons, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they even dating back to Dom Capers, they, they've really had their way with Wilson. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see Brady, you know, for the, for the obvious reasons of him being umpteen Super Bowl championships, and I don't know how Mike Evans' knee is. You you mentioned it on a, in our group chat tonight. That 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 did not look good, but and and that de- and you know that that defense obviously killed Green Bay that first game, but a bad field slows all those guys down. And I think again, you want you want to talk about advantage over Tampa Bay. It's maybe it slows down Levante, David, and Devin White. So I, that's, that's going back to a, how we started off this yeah. conversation. I, it's going to be interesting, regardless of who it is. Now, you know, we talked about Rogers' season in a historical context. Guy he threw to had a pretty good season in a historical context as well. Devonte Adams, Velda Scantling. Oh yeah, right. Devonte <laughs> Adams with eighteen touchdown oh, yeah. catches this season. Only two players in NFL history have more in a single season. Randy Moss with 23 in 2007 and Jerry Rice with 22 in 1987. He did that during the, was it a strike or a lockout? He played 12 games. Get your mind around that. That's crazy. But, you know, it took a little while because he needed that last touchdown late in the fourth quarter. But he also set the Packers... uh, Single season franchise record for catches. He came in with 109, finished with 115. Not only passed his own record uh, that was set a couple years back with uh, 111, also beat Sterling Sharp's record from 1993. That was 112. So, you know, I think you could say this was the best season uh, of any Packers receiver in history. 
And Rodgers said, you know, he was talking to Devontae about that after the game, just kind of putting it in a historical context. And, and he got emotional. What do you think of that? It's amazing how close those two are. Um, I know you weren't here for peak Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, but as close as they were, I, I never got this sense. I mean, these these guys seem especially close, like maybe even beyond Jordy and Aaron, which is crazy as it sounds. I mean, the, the reverence that he's used what the last month, Matt, like week after week, he's asked Devontae Adams' question. And week after week, he just comes up with a better answer that's just more and more. I don't even know how to explain it. It is, it is a it is a remarkably close relationship, and, and, and we'll never know the depth of it, obviously. Right. Matt, but um, but you listen to those Zoom calls week after week. Rogers just says these things that are just extraordinary about the guy. It, it really is remarkable, and you know, obviously, the big one was what we talked about last week was uh, kind of comparing him to Charles Woodson in the sense that he's the greatest player he's ever played with. Um, but what Devontae continues to do, and maybe there weren't as many highlight reel catches this week, but still remarkable how you know he wasn't able to get going. He said he was a little frustrated, and then just like that, they can turn, turn it on, turn the switch on like that, and converted a couple big third downs. They got the touchdown to ice it. And it's going to be hell for whichever cornerbacks have to game plan for Devontae Adams here in the playoffs, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it was something, you know, give the Bears credit for playing, you know, the best defense is a good offense sometimes. And we saw that from Chicago tonight, playing keep away a lot. But you're right, when they needed it, Matt, it was what, three catches on, the, on that one drive and then the clinching touchdown. The, the ability to move him from side to side into the slot, they just continually find ways to get him involved. And Rodgers is just so locked on. Um, and you saw it with the Bears snap. I realize Velas Gantling dropped one, but if you want to pay super close attention to Devontae, which you have to, you're going to get killed. You know, whether it's Bobby Tanyan or Dominique, or Daphne. Dominique Daphne. Holy hell. Dominique Daphne. Rogers said on the Pat McAfee show a couple months ago, I believe it was, that um, if you wear number 49 in the NFL, you're probably not going to be on the team for long. <laughs> That's a, a number relegated for scrubs and guys who don't play much of a role. And today, it ended up being the game-winning touchdown that he threw to Dominique freaking Daphne, the undrafted fullback, rookie fullback out of Indiana State. What are the odds? He was active. Sternberger was inactive tonight, and I don't know how much of it was the fact that he missed so much time they want to give him a week of practice, but Daphne has played so many snaps the last two games. Hell, maybe maybe he's beaten out Sternberger. I mean, we don't know. We'll probably get a better handle on it after the bye and, and how they line up against whoever here in two weeks. But um, there seemed to be no great rush to get Sternberger back in action. I assume Dominique Daphne has something to do with the guy. What a story. The guy's from Indiana State like like Tunyon is. I read a story about his last college game. They moved him to Wildcat quarterback. He ran for like 250 yards. <laughs> they could use. Why haven't they used him at Wildcat quarterback this season? Yeah, I don't. That's a good question. Who knows? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Rogers Before we get to questions, uh, I want to touch on this defense because they deserve some credit. I mean, granted, the Bears had put up 30, you know, in what was it, five consecutive games or four? Con- yeah, longest streak for them, for them since 1965. And the Packers hold them to 16. Uh, they haven't allowed 25 points since they played the Bears in week 12 when they won 41 25. Um, the most they'd allowed was 24 to the Panthers. And even. You know, seven of those came on a on a punt return touchdown. So Packers defense is playing really well right now. And I know it's not against the best of opponents. They did play well against the Titans last week. But what do you just think about the way this run defense is playing and the way this defense as a whole is, is playing entering the playoffs? It is, you know, that's I, I wrote about the uh, the first round bye tonight. These playoff defenses are legit. Yes. Um you go up and down the list, you know, you know, Seattle is like the laughing stock of the league defense. Now they're, they're, they're playing lockdown. I think New Orleans is fifth in points allowed. Tampa's eighth. The Rams are first. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that they're stepping up right now is, it's vital. I mean, as good as the offense is, you can't just go outscoring these teams. Green Bay's defense is playing really good. Um, Montgomery had like 22 carries for like 10 yards. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I mean, he, they, they never got anything going. They, they got the one deep pass, but I mean, they, they they did just enough to move the chains and stuff, but that's that's not winning football. Man. I mean, no no one's going to win a playoff game against these guys, nickeling and diming it down the field. That's just, that's just not going to cut it, is it? With, with the field goals? No, you got to get touchdowns against the Packers. Touchdowns and chunk plays. Yes. But the Bears didn't, hey. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season, but the Bears could be right back in Green Bay in a couple weeks if they beat the Saints, who probably will have Alvin Kamara because that game's on on Sunday, and I believe his mandatory isolation window ends on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So that it, it'll be fun to just sit back and watch those games, see who the Packers play. You're, a, a point on that, Matt. You usually the number one seed, not usually, I, I, but it seems to me that the number one seed usually plays on Saturday. So they get that extra day. The following week is a little bit of an extra advantage. So I wonder if they give Green Bay that have them play Saturday. I wonder. Okay, I don't know. That'll be interesting It'll to be see. Interesting to see. You know, one other thing on the run defense. I, I think Mike Pettin's coming back next year. Oh, absolutely. Before single out Pettin's work on getting that run defense fixed. Hundred um, percent. It was a uh, a pretty a pretty pretty bouquet that he threw the defensive coordinator. As far as everybody who wants to hashtag fire Pettin, that ain't happening. No. Not even close. Mike Pettin will be back. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Maybe that's not one of the questions. Um, it probably is, yeah. though. Just quick. <laughs> I haven't looked, but I'm sure it is. Yeah, there is. Uh, quickly from Brad Bishop. When will we find out when the Packers play? Didn't they used to announce the times of division round games before Wild Card Weekend? I think we'll find out uh, after after next weekend uh, when they'll set the next round's matchups. I believe that's how it was last year, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a good question. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. That's informative from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cornelius, at Balls O'Hardigan. Nice name. Would the Packers have led the league in points per game by even more if they drafted a wide receiver in the first round? <laughs> Probably. That's a good That's funny. That's funny. You're funny, good. Cornelius. We're moving on. Just, just know that Bill and I both laughed at that. I hope that is the satisfaction you needed from that question because that was funny. Um. At Benny Boy 209, a, an avid question asker. I don't think it's a question re- whether Rodgers will win the MVP, but my question is if he is going to win it unanimously. I don't think so. 
There'll be no, some there's always somebody homes. who's what is it? 50, 50. There'll be some people who who's looking at the stats and say, boy, look how many yards Patrick Mahomes threw for. Yeah, exactly. I'm voting for him. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be unanimous, but he'll win it. Um, all right. From Rufus Kirsuti at Benny B 33. How different do you think the rematch will be in Lambeau if Tampa Bay comes to town? Also, any word on how many fans will be able to attend? You know, as of now, all we've heard is just the 750 that have been the last couple home games, the, the 500 family members of team employees plus the 250 frontline workers. Um, I don't see why that would change. I think it will be different if Tampa comes to Green Bay. Like I said, Tom Brady's really the only quarterback who uh, could come here and has extensive experience in cold weather. So I think it will be a little bit different in that maybe their offense won't be able to operate as smoothly, but I still don't want to face that defensive line if I'm the Packers. No, definitely not. Um, you know, you go way back to that game and what Riders called it an anomaly that day. And I kind of scoffed at it because, you know, the lingering memories of the championship game against the 49ers, but it really was an anomaly, Matt. So maybe you just throw that game out that they, you know, Rodgers threw the pick six and another interception, things that never happened and things unraveled from there. Um, I'm inclined to go with what Rodgers said way back on October 18th and say that was just a blip on the radar. I, I, I will take Green Bay against Tampa in a rematch. But you're right, like we've talked about, of all these NFC teams, I will, uh, I'd skip them if I had a preference. From ba- at Badger in Canada, most ideal matchup for the first playoff game. I'd say the Bears. You know, hope that the Bears beat the Saints because you have the Bears number. You beat them by 16 uh, and now 30, and 19. So combined 35 points in two games. I think they're the best matchup for the Packers. The Saints scare me just because of how much talent they have on both sides of the ball. Breeze doesn't scare me too much, but Kamara definitely does if I'm the Packers. Um, the Buccaneers and Rams have really good defensive lines. The Buccaneers have great weapons on offense. I just think the Bears would would be the best matchup. Like you said, the Seahawks. I mean, maybe it would be Washington or the Giants. But, you know, realistically, I think it's the Bears who would be the easiest matchup for the Packers. Yeah, it's hard hard to see the Bears playing a lot better than it did tonight, isn't it? I mean, the offense was just... They kept moving the chance. I, I just don't think that's a winning formula. I, it's hard to see that they could play a whole lot better than, than they did tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring on the Bears by Matt LaFleur. What questions you got over there, Bill? I got a couple on my DMs, actually, from some. Okay. Uh, we have Brian Tundra Walker. Question for the pod. Who are the potential upsets on Wild Card Weekend? You know, I think the Bears could, could knock off the Saints, cause, cause, Bree, Bree, cause Breeze to move around in the pocket a little bit, uh, pressure him. You know, Kamara, like I said, looks like he'll play, but if he doesn't, that obviously changes things. Uh, the Bears will need Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson back to solidify that secondary. They also didn't have Roquan Smith for a lot of the game tonight against the Packers. So if he comes back, they, they could present the Saints offense some problems. I, I, I know the Buccaneers have the five seed, and they'll be going against the NFC East champion, but the Buccaneers will be favored in that game. So I think it would be an upset if the NFC East champ won. Um, and then the Seahawks and Rams, I think that's a, that's a toss up if Goff is back. Yeah. Speaking of toss ups, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Cleveland seems legit. Pittsburgh had that, I was going to say a bump in the road, but several bumps in the road. Maybe, maybe they've bounced back. That'll be a fascinating game. Uh, that is, that is the finale of what, what they are calling super wild card weekend. Yeah. I can't wait for that Nickelodeon game. Oh, gee. 
might, I might have to tune in. Oh, I, I, I don't even know where Nickelode- Nickelodeon is on my TV, but <laughs> that might be interesting for a, half a minute. Your, your good friend has a question? Yeah, my good friend Steve. I actually have a friend, believe it or not. Steve Clark wants to know, bigger disappointment, Jay Sternberger or Montrevious Adams in a battle of third-round picks? Yeah, they both had injuries, so it's tough to tough to really determine that. But I'd say Jay Sternberger. You know, Montrevious Adams at least showed some nice things when he was healthy this year. Then he had the season-ending toe injury. Sternberger, I know he had the concussion, um, but he, he never really developed into that receiving threat that we all thought he was going to. Granted, you didn't need him to because Tunyon – Caught 11 touchdowns this season, but I, I think I would say Sternberger on that one. Yeah, I'll go with Adam just because he's been here for longer. You know, maybe Sternberger still started. He had the concussion and ankle um, in training camp slash preseason last year. Um, had COVID to start this training camp. You know, maybe he just needs some time on the ground to get going. Um, Adams has had four years of that and just has not panned out. So I will, I will take Devontae or Devontae Adams. <laughs> He's a disappointment. Devontae Adams. Adams is a disappointment. Come on, Bill. <laughs> oh, I stink. All right. Obese on his back. Nice. Um, he's got a turtle on his name. I'm not sure how you do that. What, if anything, do you think can be done to address the ticking time bomb that is our special teams? Oof, man. Tavon Austin losing a, a punt fumbling it away today. We've said it multiple times on this show, Bill. You just have a feeling that's going to come back to bite them in the rear when it matters most. I mean, Crosby only took 16 field goals this season. So I don't, I mean, yeah, it was a positive since he didn't miss one. Um, But the special teams are a disaster outside that. And you just have that gut feeling in your stomach if you're a Packer fan that it's going to come back to haunt them. Yeah, man, oh man. Every week it is something. Gosh, remember, it seems like it was just yesterday when Tavon Austin was going to be the savior of the special teams, didn't it? Yeah, I guess so, if you want to call uh, him that. Yeah, that, that, that hasn't worked out either. And then, you know, it's, it's hard to blame Crosby for the kickoff, I suppose. It's just kind of a fluky thing. Yeah. Two, two special teams plays um, kind of handed the Bears 10 points in a hurry. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's one of the, they can't do anything about it. I mean, the, you are who you are. I, I don't I mean it, it's. There's nothing Sean is going to come up with here over the bye week that's going to be this magic pill for it. Yeah, we've said that before. You know, it, there's nobody they can bring in or really anything they can do to make any drastic improvements. This is what they have. They are, they are what they are, like you said. Ben C. Russell wants to know, how tight a net will the organization cast over the players and staff for the next two weeks? It should be really tight. You know, you heard what Aaron Rodgers said. Uh, he was asked, what's the message? I believe it was your question. What's the message to these guys entering the playoffs or entering the bye week? He said, don't get COVID. <laughs> Man, can you just believe? imagine if like Jair Alexander or Aaron, jo- I mean, Aaron Jones, yeah, Devontae, Aaron Rodgers somehow gets coronavirus? I mean, that would be disastrous. Alvin Kamara has it. Uh, Joe Hayden has it, I believe, for the Steelers. Like there are guys, Cooper Cup, I believe, tested positive. Um, he might've been a close contact. Don't quote me on that, but key players from these teams are are in danger of missing playoff games. And that would just be disastrous for the Packers. They already had their franchise left tackle, uh, Tara's ACL reportedly. Um, you you just can't have that. You guys gotta, they gotta be locked down, put them in bubbles literally and, and hope nothing 
no freak accidents happen like like with Bakhtiari's injury. Yeah, you know, s- someone else asked here too: Are they are they allowed to leave town? Allowed to leave nope. town? Uh, no, they're not. But they have the the, the daily testing yes. continues even during yes, the bye week, so they'll be here. Um, but you're right; you you got to be smart and you almost got to be lucky. I mean, no one's immune to it. I mean, you, it, as easy it is to say keep these guys in a bubble. I mean, they do have lives. You know, it's. It's hard. They still got to go grocery shopping. You know, I have a couple yep. players who live in my building. They still have to go in the elevator uh, to go downstairs. I guess they don't have to, but, you know, that's a reasonable uh, allowance for them to, to have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've done a good job so far for, for the majority of the season of not doing anything dumb, I don't think, that would have them catch COVID. So they just got to keep that up because that's something that, for the most part, they can control. Uh, so they got to do that in order to prevent any, you know, disasters from striking here. It's amazing. The NFL got in all 256 games. Who would have thought that? Yeah, that's incredible. I, I know some of them were played without really key players, without groups of players, without quarterbacks even. So they kind of forced it, but uh, I am a little surprised. Yeah, kudos to the NFL. I don't... Um... I'm not surprised the season got in, but I, I did figure that there'd be a forfeit here and there. Something would happen. Um, it's, it's amazing. And there's, there were so many people who thought it was impossible and then they pulled it off. And so we just got to get through a 13 more games, right? Only 13. Only 13. Christopher Carlecki wants to know the favorite. The, geez, Louise. I haven't not, I have not been drinking tonight. Favorite play you saw tonight. I will lead off. I'll, I'll give you a minute to think about that. I will go with the Dominique Daphne doubleheader of A, the touchdown, but B, he comes down the kickoff and just smacks Cordero Patterson. That was pretty impressive. So I, I will I will side with those two plays. That's a good one. Uh, I will have to go. Let's see. I'll go with Adrian Amos's interception. Not not the it's not the best play. It's not the flashiest, but. It is a fitting reward for a player who has been really good the last month and a half, but doesn't necessarily have the impact plays to show for it or, or the impact plays that would make an outsider go, oh, this is what he needs to, to get that recognition. Um, against his former team, picks off Mitch Trubisky again. He did it in, in week one last season. But a nice little cherry on top for a really solid regular season for Adrian Amos, I believe. Got one more two from that. The opening series, Green Bay has third and eight. The Bears are up seven nothing already. It's third and eight. Riders gets pressured. He dumps it off to Aaron Jones. Yeah, really good job. Jones has after to the go catch. eight yards to get the first down. He broke two tackles to get the first down. Broke one more tackle. One of those tackles is Roquan Smith. Gained fifteen. Huge play. Yeah, that was a really good one from Aaron Jones, and just shows. You know, it's not all Aaron Rodgers. He has really good players around him. It is mostly Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones is still a really special talent that will get paid this offseason. I just don't know if it will be out of the pockets of Russ Ball. You just talked about Adrian Amos. This is a good one for, from Adam Rowan's question. At the beginning of the year on the podcast, you both spoke to the struggles at safety. Is the turnaround of Amos and Savage one of the bigger surprises of the season? I would say so. Yeah, I, I think Adrian Amos has played really nicely, especially defending the pass. Darnell Savage, I know he, he was on the receiving end of that bomb to Darnell Mooney tonight, but he's played really well of late, flying around, being a, the thumper that the Packers traded up to draft in 2019 uh, in the first round. So yeah, I'll eat my words on that one. Here too, um, two months ago, I'm thinking Darnell Savage is turning the wrong direction. 
and potentially a wasted first round pick. That is why um, you should show some patience with these things because everybody was bagging on Rashawn Gary at the end of last year and look where he's become and look what Darnell Savage has become these last six, eight weeks. Give these guys some time. I did not see this, but Matthew Cook is asking, what do you make of Aaron Jones' touchdown celebration? I'm not sure if you saw it. I hope you did. Otherwise, I'm wasting time with this question. Yeah, he. I, I think he he pulled out a chain and flashed a chain. I saw. I didn't see what it said, so I don't want to assume anything or or make any assumptions about what that was about. Uh, maybe he just wants to get paid. You know, Jason Wildey, our colleague, said he might have done the money sign. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he just wants to get paid. <laughs> I. I don't know. I'd have to watch that back. Joey the Jaguar wants to know, and this is just for you, Matt. Do we have any inside info on what tracksuit Matt will wear next practice? Nope, it's a you surprise. You would be insider information on this, Matt. It's a surprise. You're going to have to wait. It'll be there. I, I don't know what the... First of all, we need to figure out their practice schedule this week. But there will be one in the next week and a half, two weeks, and you will have to wait and see. Build the suspense. That's how we're ending it. I'm leaving you guys on a solid cliffhanger right there. How's that? That's good stuff. That's, all right. Uh, you, you you always you always want people wanting more. That's the key to anything. I'll tell you, it'll be worth the wait. Trust me, it will be worth the wait. Um, but yeah, really good questions from you guys. We'll, we'll keep this going into the playoffs. We can't thank you guys enough on short notice every week for for submitting your questions. They're always good ones that Bill and I are happy to take the time to answer. Packers are are going on to the playoffs, and they're the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC or favorites to advance to the Super Bowl, I should say. Playoffs run through Lambeau Field, and and let's see how far the uh, likely NFL MVP and his team can take this one. So for Bill, you know you can read him on SI. Myself, you can read me on The Athletic. And our fantastic producer, Danielle, this has been Head of the Pack. Thank you guys for listening.